The trial playing out between Johnny Depp and Amber Heard is one of the most highly publicized courtroom cases I can think of in recent memory. I mean, it is chock full of moments of humor and shock and pity and just i mean it has all the makings of prime time television to be honest so in today's episode we're going to go through some of the highlights of the trial but of course i'm going to share my thoughts on what's happening now and what all this means how we of course are to think about this as christians there is so much to talk about and we'll get into that in just one second What's up, guys? Welcome back to Sundry Thoughts Podcast. So glad you're here with me today for this episode. This is a departure from what we usually do here on Sundry Thoughts. We usually do more weighty, practical slash spiritual matters or political matters. Uh, but this, I think, is a important social matter that can tie into uh, the former, the more practical and spiritual. Uh, and we'll get to that toward the end of the episode. But as of right now, let's discuss this trial. And if you haven't been following, I'm going to try to do my best to give you the framework, the skeleton of what's happening. If you have been following, bear with me as I just kind of lay out some of the details that you probably are familiar with. So let's start with the who and the what. Of course, we were talking about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. They were married to each other for a total of 15 months back sometime in 2016 or around that time. And Johnny Depp is suing Amber Heard for $50 million, excuse me, uh, for defamation. She wrote an op-ed article in the Washington Post two years after uh, their divorce was finalized. And she, maybe like midway into the article, highlighted how two years prior, which was when their divorce was finalized, she came out about allegations for domestic abuse and I did a little bit of reading and research, and what I found was that at the time of their divorce, she actually did come out and say that Johnny Depp had physically abused her. And in this op-ed article, she basically used that to say she has seen firsthand how powerful institutions uh, protect men of power and how they work to silence and shame women. She never made mention, though, in the published piece to Johnny Depp. She never mentioned his name. She never said when I was married, uh, it just because of the public, you know, knowledge at the time and because, you know, she was married. I mean, uh, like <laughs> the state and everyone else knew that at the time, um, she obviously implied that she was a victim of domestic violence at the hands of her husband two years ago. She is countersuing Johnny Depp for, I guess, counter defamation for one hundred million dollars. So. Uh, I didn't know what the $50 million was for until I was watching uh, on YouTube one day. I started to piece together the the numbers. So apparently, Johnny's lawyer is saying that he missed out on $22.5 million in the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise because of the allegations in 2018, I believe. I'm not sure if it was 2016 or 2018, but I'm pretty sure it was 2018 that because of that article he lost his role in the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise, Disney's Pirates of the Caribbean or Caribbean, however you, uh, however you word it or however you pronounce it. Uh, so $22.5 million there. Later on, he says that it's estimated that he lost an additional $20 million because of just lost roles because 
his name was obviously going through, uh, you know, some bad PR, and he lost out on an additional twenty million. And then at some point, they were talking about in the divorce. They had like his lawyer up there talking about the money that Amber was demanding or requesting in the in her settlement. It amounted to about seven point five million dollars. And when you do the math and you add twenty two point five plus twenty million, obviously you get forty two point five. If you add seven point five to forty two point five, uh, you get fifty million dollars. So I guess Johnny Depp is suing for all of the money he lost because of defamation. And I guess as a cherry on top, he is suing for (laughs) the money he paid out in that divorce, which was $7.5 million. And uh, Amber Heard is suing on the grounds that, you know, this whole trial is a nuisance. She never defamed him, you know, blah, blah, blah. So now let's get to what this case is about, because there is a whole lot out there just in the ether about this case. I mean, if you've tried to avoid this case, I can almost guarantee you that if you've been on the Internet and your Internet habits are anything like most people's these days, you have not been able to avoid headlines from news articles and memes on social media and status updates on Facebook and tweets from Twitter and video clips on YouTube like this case is ubiquitous it is everywhere now I tried to avoid the first two weeks and I still was running into it I'm sure it's even worse now but let's get to the heart of the matter because there's a lot out there but what is the legal case about and the legal case is over the simple question did Amber Heard defame intentionally defame Johnny Depp in her op-ed opinion piece And when I say intentionally, it can be intentionally or it can be recklessly to the point where she's still culpable for injuring him or his name or his career. So that's the case. Like, that's what he's suing over. That's the foundation of everything. That's why they're there, because he filed that lawsuit and said she did this. And of course, she's claiming she did it. At first glance uh, at the article, I actually went back and read the article from 2018 uh, it's not a super long article. It's not it's not long at all, really. I would uh, suggest if you are interested to go read it. But she doesn't mention Johnny Depp at all. Now, she did in the unplug in the unpublished version, mention him a few times. She alluded to their marriage in connection with domestic violence. But her lawyers at the time did a good job of removing all of that to her chagrin. Like she didn't want some of that stuff removed, but they were like, nah, we got to remove this. So how does he even have a case? And that's what my question was. Uh, When I read the article, I was like, I don't really see how he could bring this case here. But then I said, let me just do a little bit further research about the circumstances of their divorce, because really the divorce happened again two years before the op-ed piece. So I wanted to discover, Okay, well, what happened then? And I found this joint statement that they released at the end of their relationship. Now, mind you, she absolutely, Amber Heard absolutely accused Johnny Depp of physical abuse in 2016. But here's what happened as a result of everything. Here's what the fallout eventually settled on in 2016. It was a joint statement released both by Depp and Heard. And I believe there was some sort of like, non-disparage agreement sign where 
they agreed that they would not disparage each other in public, which is why her lawyers were looking over the uh, op-ed piece. But let's go back to the joint statement they released. It says, our relationship was intensely passionate and at times volatile, but always bound by love. Neither party has made false accusations for financial gain. There was never any intent of physical or emotional harm. Now, let me break down this statement uh, by my uh, let me let me give some annotations here live. (laughs) First of all, it says our relationship was intensely passionate and at times volatile. Agree with that, but always bound by love. I don't I don't know if I could agree with that. I'm not saying they never loved each other, but bound by love. I mean, based upon what I've heard in these recordings, I mean, I mean, listen, you be the judge, I guess, but I don't see it. So next it says, and this is where I think Johnny Depp really messed up. He really capitulated, but there's still a case for one very important reason. The next sentence says, neither party has made false accusations for financial gain. So he is claiming that all her claims and accusations of physical abuse are false. But he said in the joint statement, in 2016, along with her, they're saying this of each other. Neither party has made false accusations for financial gain. So the reason why he still has a case is because that's a qualifier. He's not saying she's not saying that neither party has made no false accusation. They're saying that they haven't made false accusations to the extent or for the purposes or to the end that there is financial gain in it for the other one. And I just feel like he shouldn't have capitulated in that way. When I'm, you know, kind of listening to some of these recordings and I'm kind of getting a feel for how he handles things, I think, you know, and I'm by the way, I just I might as well announce my bias up front. I think he's innocent of domestic violence. I think Amber Heard totally fabricated um, all of it, really. (laughs) Um, So let me just put that out there. But I just I see that he just might be or he might have been in that mindset where he was like, let me just be done with this. And here's what I'm willing to give you. You didn't make those accusations so that someone could pay you. And that's the best I can say for it. Maybe that's why he did it. This is pure speculation at this point. So take it with a grain of salt. But I don't see I wouldn't even have said that much because it's just like, I mean, sure, you know, you didn't do it for financial gain. But like, what is whatever like you could just skip to the end there was never any intent or he could have also again put neither was there actual uh physical or emotional harm but i mean honestly he couldn't put that that was a lie she definitely harmed him (laughs) and we'll get into that in a little bit so that was the statement and i think because of that and because of the non-disparage when she opened up that can of worms with the washington post uh op-ed and for those of you who don't know an op-ed is an opinion piece Uh, usually written by some notable person, some expert in the field, whatever have you. And she's obviously a notable person as an actress. And she was uh, she's also like. And I don't know if she still is, but at least she was a like some sort of an ambassador for the ACLU, um, you know, on the on the rights of like women's rights or uh, protection for women in the home or something something or other like that i mean i'm kind of screwing it up but you all get my gist and so she for those reasons was a notable person the washington post uh published this piece and the floodgates were reopened for johnny depp and he lost more money and that's uh what the suit at least is claiming and 
again, let me just say this last point. I think he capitulated with this statement. Uh, I don't think he probably should have made the statement at all because, listen, y'all, if y'all following this court case, let me just say this, and this is, I was going to wait a little bit, but I can't. <laughs> In this court case, we have seen evidence presented by Amber Heard where she basically says, I wasn't punching you. I was hitting you. And it's just like you're on tape, tape that you like recorded, like he, nobody else recorded this. And you're you've admitted to hitting him like he testified that you did. But then you're saying, I didn't punch you. I just was swinging at you. So I was hitting you, but you're fine. And it's like. I don't think he should have made the statement because clearly there was physical abuse. Now, I know the statement says there was no intent, but don't give her that. If she repeatedly was hitting you at a certain point, I can't really speak to your intent. Like, that's just what I'm just going to leave it there as far as this statement goes. Um, But let's get into a broader uh, spectrum of what I think about this. All right. So the first of my thoughts, and this is the most important thought, and it's hard for me to say that. I might come back and say it again. So forgive me. (laughs) But this is so important to the way I'm thinking about this trial. Legal question aside legal issue of side defamation is no small thing but let's put it to the side now right this trial if johnny depp ends up losing it and he has to pay amber heard 100 million dollars plus every cent in my opinion would have been worth it because we are seeing what actually happened and now he does no he no longer has to live the rest of his career his life with an asterisk next to his name And what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is at the end of 2016, they released a joint statement after the allegations were made. They said something like no no one has made false accusations for financial gain. Now, if you're looking, you know, really carefully, you might have noticed that, oh, he said for financial gain. If you're looking for a reason to really come to his defense, you might see that. But if you are generally just on some, I believe women, and if you're just really you know just skeptical of all men which at this point you can't really be mad at people for being that way then it's just gonna look like uh admission that you probably hit her a few times you probably are an abuser and i'm just gonna be looking at you side-eyed the next time you get into a relationship praying for the woman because i don't know what you be doing because you definitely said that nobody made false accusations for financial gain but that could have just been a way for you to hide the fact that you you didn't want to say she was lying like that leaves the door open and so for the rest of his career for the rest of his life perhaps he would have had an asterisk next to his name in the department of like how he handles himself with women in a domestic sense that's not like something you want to carry if you're innocent of that. And I'm so glad that this trial is showing (laughs) when I tell y'all this trial is showing that none of that happened. There is, there have been so many audio recordings and on none of them is he ever touching her. There was one time where she was hitting him and he tried to restrain her. And because she was still trying to fight him, he like, I guess his head touched her head and that's where her accusation of him headbutting her came into play. <laughs> and he was, you know, he was actually on a witness stand and he was like, listen, I, I'm sure I, my head did hit her head. I was trying to hold her back. 
you know, we were at that point basically tussling. I was trying to restrain her and he was like, you know, I'm sure it did, but I never intentionally hit her with my head and I certainly didn't headbutt her, which kind of, you know, inherent in the term headbutt is that you did it intentionally, that you cocked your head back, you know, made sure it was kind of the top of your head and not your forehead and just hit them in the nose, the face or whatever. Um, And it's just like, yo, we're seeing all of these instances where she's hitting him, but we see none where he's hitting her, which is showing that the only abuse taking place so far in the physical sense is him being (laughs) subject to it and she perpetrating it. And I feel like this is going to clear his name regardless of what happens. And maybe Johnny Depp did this on purpose. Maybe he said, I don't care if I win or lose. I just want the truth to be out there. And you might say it's a waste of the court's time and all this other stuff. You might you might have a real argument there, to be honest with you. But you know what? I got time for it. <laughs> Personally, I got I got a little time for it because why should he walk around with this stigma when he's completely innocent of it? So that's the first thing. I think this is so I think this is such a win for him, regardless if the legal question goes his way. Okay, so my next thought is, and all of these are going to be related, but the next thought is that Johnny Depp is innocent. I think he's completely innocent of all of charge, all of these charges of domestic abuse. And the first reason I think this is because his ex of 14 years, who was the mother of his two children, I uh, forgot her name, but uh, if you look her up, you know, Johnny's, you know, kid's mother, you'll, I'm sure, find her name. She's with him again for 14 years. She's quoted as saying, I felt so very, very safe with him, with Johnny. And she came to his defense immediately in 2016 and 2018. Both times she came to his defense because she said that is totally against the Johnny. I know 14 years. And as somebody on YouTube put it, you don't just start hitting out of nowhere. (laughs) And I agree with that 100 percent. None of Johnny's all of Johnny X's at this point have come out and said, yeah, no, that's not him. And so you take the last 30 years and you say, okay, you haven't abused anyone for the last 30 years. Um, All of them saying they felt so very safe with you. Of course, legally speaking, that doesn't mean you didn't start. That doesn't mean you can't start. There's no reason why you couldn't. However, when you start adding that with the fact, and this is the most important fact, really, that there is literally no evidence on any of her recordings video or otherwise that he abused her it start looking like a real l for her and a huge w for johnny (laughs) there's one recording where he was and this is the closest this is as much as the team uh the team of lawyers for amber heard had to present uh she took a video of course surreptitiously um where johnny was angry really upset And he was aggressive to the point of slamming some cabinet doors. So in the video, he is in the kitchen. She's recording from some feet away and he's slamming cabinet doors. He's saying blah, blah, blah. He was just like kind of commiserating out loud, talking out loud, being upset about whatever he was upset about. Um, And she was kind of provoking him a little bit, not too much. And he just kept slamming the cabinet doors, open them, slam them. Uh, He kicked the fridge. You know, he was visibly upset. And then at the end of the video, he eventually kind of just walks away because he's like, whatever, I'm done with this. And she 
before she stops recording, flips the camera to her face, does this little like smile slash laugh thing, and then ends the recording. And so <laughs> her lawyers are, of course, like, oh, what did you say? You were aggressive. And Johnny was on the stand at the time. And he was like, well, yeah, I was being pretty, uh, pretty rough with some cabinets there. He was like, but I assure you, I didn't touch Miss Heard. And the thing is, is that he didn't like he never rushed at her. He never uh, he never even got close to her really in the video until he walked away. And then I think she was like in his path of walking away. It's just one of those things where it's like, yo, the lack of evidence is so felt to the point where like on one of her recordings, she literally said, get off of me, get off of me. While he was on the other end of the room yelling, I'm walking away, I'm walking away. And by the way, that was kind of a motif in their relationship. He will walk away uh, when things start to escalate in an attempt to de-escalate them. So he's yelling, I'm walking away. And she somewhat quietly is like, get off of me, get off of me. And so the lawyer after that clip said, did you hear Miss Heard say get off of me? And he was like, not really. But I did hear me say I'm walking away on the other end of the room. And I'm like, see like that was for the jurors the jurors whether they heard misheard or not because again it was it was a little quiet they i mean what are you doing like <laughs> you're you're an actress but you ain't that good like you know what i mean like he's clearly on the other side of the room he has yelled i'm walking away now after after he yelled that once or twice she started oh get off of me i think he's completely innocent for for that reason combined with his history i mean if it was just his history you know we got to that's why we go to court, right? But we've been in court for some weeks now, and we ain't seen nothing. And this goes to my next point about this. And this is, I just got to pause for this because this is so sad. Um, all of these recordings are, are hers. All of them. He has not secretly recorded her. There's no, oh, well, Mr. Depp provided this. He just living his life. And you're recording him secretly to try to do whatever she was trying to do at the time. So I thought that's really, I, I was like, yo, this is really sad. That's one of the worst things uh, to just be secretly recording people. Just a low, low thing to do. But anyway, let's move on to the highlights of the trial. And then after that, we'll move into the last bit, which is how we can think about this thing. Highlights from the trial. Let's get into it. I got three or I got two rather one is kind of just a bonus one. I won't really, it's nothing really to talk about, but let's go from most important to least important. The first one is hashtag doorman Depp. Let me tell y'all, this was the singular best witness testimony I have ever heard. This was the best stand taking in like history. Not really, but you know, from an entertainment value sort of thing. It was so good that the judge was left staring off into space after she took a break after his testimony ended. Like she literally was like, you know what? After that, let me just take a break. We're going to have to take a recess. And the camera just shows her dumbfounded because I am sure she has never seen anything like this in all her years of service. So this guy, Alejandro Romero, this man was on video. So he was taking a witness stand. Let me calm down so I can explain. He was taking a witness stand virtually. I don't know if this 
was a live recording. I'm pretty sure it was live, actually. He was live, like they the feed was live. He was answering questions from his car. <laughs> so he wasn't like in some office. It wasn't like in his room. It wasn't in the library. He literally like on his phone, in his car, the phone was probably on a dash. And they're asking him questions. First of all, my man was mad funny. Uh, let me tell you a quick story. He said he was like, yeah, you know, um, Miss Heard and her friend, you know, they came downstairs asking me to uh, to look at like somebody trying to get into their they suite. She said they thought somebody was trying to get into their suite. Part of my job is to make sure the residence is safe. So, you know, I went up there and I saw some scratches on the door and he was like the scratches were like two feet from the floor like they were like a couple inches off the floor he was like that's the dog <laughs> ain't nobody trying to break in your house that's the dog he was like and they still wanted me to check so he kind of rolled his eyes like he was like oh, well it's my job so i just went and checked and i was like yo this is a real working man in america like right this is you at work a customer i mean imagine you work in retail you you tell a customer yo we ain't got that and they say something like could you check the back and it's like listen <laughs> i work in the front and the back okay ain't if i say it ain't here it ain't because it's in the back and i'm trying to hide it like it's just not here but that's how it be right like he says listen that's your dog you ain't no human going scratch two feet two inches above the door because they're trying to break in but whatever i guess i'll go check uh, but anyway he was just really funny and one of the ways he helped the trial, actually, is that they kept asking him because I guess the date coincided with one of the dates she alleged abuse. Her lawyer, Amber Heard's lawyer, kept asking this guy, did you see any marks on her face? He was like, no, I didn't see anything. But were you looking? And I love his honest response, which was like, no, I don't go around looking for, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? I wasn't looking for you know abuse in her i wasn't looking for whatever he was like but it would be hard to miss you know what i mean like i would see it the lawyer was like well you know if you weren't looking for it how are you sure you didn't miss it and his response was everything he was like well you know i have this habit of when i talk to people and when i tell you he didn't say this with like any sarcasm like not the first time the second third time because she asked him several times he did but he was like i got this habit when i talk to people at looking them in the face <laughs> And I was like, snaps, bro. Like, that's, that's, you gotta just put it like this to these lawyers. So he was like, I got a habit of talking to people. And when I talk to them, I look in their face. And when I was looking in her face, because I was talking to her, uh, I saw no signs of any abuse, no swelling, no cuts, no blood, no bruises, nothing. Like, she looked totally normal. And of course, after he said that several times, they eventually started asking him about makeup and all this other stuff. But what made this so crazy was that he was in the car. He at a couple times took a swig of like ginger ale or like Sprite. I mean, my man did not care. Then he started vaping at some point. Like you literally saw him vaping. There was smoke coming out his nose. He was trying to do it off camera at first. But then eventually he just was like, I forget this and just vaping while they're asking him questions and i said oh he really don't care and then he started driving <laughs> this was toward the end he said you know i ain't got time i gotta i got somewhere to be <laughs> so he starts driving during their like their questioning and i'm like i don't know what state he in but i'm pretty sure like if you like holding a video conference 
it's illegal to drive and do that at the same time and you're literally in a courtroom right now virtually he like yeah i don't care i got somewhere to be (laughs) yo this was a crazy interview but it was so real because and he had said this at one point he's like yo i talked to y'all already i just don't feel like being here and his actions told that story this is real life, like, and I'm glad that the courtroom got a dose of this. Every witness not so happy to be here taking a stand, trying to get their name out there, trying to look polished, blah, blah, blah. He probably was just coming from work. His normal routine is probably to get a soda, vape on his way home. I'm not a proponent of vaping. I'm not a proponent of video conferencing and driving. But if this is what he do, he like, I'm not about to let y'all stop me. And also, I've been here long enough parked. I'm about to hit the road because I got somewhere to be. And I was just like, you know what? This is what the court needs. Not this court, but every court. You in people way sometimes with these kind of trials. And he couldn't have been more accurate when he said, yo, I don't want to be here. I talked to you all already. I already gave a statement. There was a former trial uh, that Johnny Depp had with the uh, the son because he sued them for defamation because they had printed uh, something about him being a wife beater. And it was just like, Yo, I don't, I'm done with this. I want to live my life. Like these are other people's lives. It's not my concern. And that's true for most people. I don't care that you're a celebrity. I got stuff to do. And so shout out to him. That was a, that was a highlight. That's all over the Twitter sphere, all over the news. So good. So funny. So that's number one. Number two, there is this lawyer present, Amber Heard's lawyer. But her lawyer is so bad, it seems. And maybe he's maybe he's excellent, but he just ain't got nothing to work with. He objects to literally everything like he at one point, he literally objected to his own question. I want you all to go to YouTube and type in Amber Heard lawyer objects and it will just pop up like the autofill to his own question. Like he literally objects all the time. Here, objection, you're on a hearsay, objection, you're on a hearsay, objection. Like, it's always some hearsay thing. But I think it's a I think it's a muscle twitch at this point. Like he was questioning his witness that he brought uh, or at least I believe he brought the witness. And so he asked the witness a question. And before he could, he said, oh, objection, <laughs> before he could even answer the question, objection. And the judge was like, but you asked the question. <laughs> Yo, (laughs) I have never heard a lawyer object to himself after he asked the question. Oh, my gosh. It was so bad and so good. And I said you he was just so flummoxed and you can it ain't funny like for his career. He's looking real bad right now, but it just goes to show you like they don't have that much to make her look good. And they're trying to stick to the case. I really believe they are really. I really believe they're trying to stick to the the op-ed and all that stuff. But it seems that in a case like this, you can't re- when, when it comes to defamation, like this is about character. You got to talk about the two people's characters. You can't not do it. Um, and maybe you've been thinking that this whole time. Like, I don't see why all this is relevant. I think I mean, I'm not a lawyer, but I would just say if you're talking about defamation of character, you got to talk about character of the two people. And it's just no way to make this woman look good um, in this situation. You know what I'm saying? Like 
not that she doesn't have any good or that she hasn't done any good, but like this situation, she's looking bad and it's hard to make her seem otherwise. So that's a big deal. Um, the bonus one is that Johnny Depp been wearing some crazy dope suits. Check those out. You can just go to images on, um, you know, Google, go to some articles every day. He come with the heat. So shout out for that. Let's get into my closing thoughts. So how can we think about this? Are there any lessons to glean from such a court case? And I would say absolutely. And just in general, there's always a lesson that can be extracted from almost anything uh, if you're just willing to look. And so the first thing I want to say, and this is very important as it pertains to this case and anything like it, do not dismiss the whole thing as nonsense. Please do not do that. Perhaps you don't want to listen to it. Perhaps you're not interested in what the outcome is. That's totally fine. Um, if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, I'm literally only here because I had nothing else to do and I just wanted to hear your thoughts. Appreciate that. But don't dismiss the entire thing, because what you'll do is you'll end up throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Someone is interested in this case, not because they love Amber Heard or because they're a Johnny uh, Depp stan. They were a victim of domestic violence. And if you dismiss this whole case as utter nonsense, what you run the risk of doing is to poo poo. <laughs> there was no pun intended when I said that, that you're, but you're poo pooing on someone's experience with the very real problem of domestic violence. These are conversations, and I would I would implore you to have such conversations with your family members, with your friends, with your kids, because domestic violence is not real in this court case. It's real in America. It's real in the world. You're talking about weighty matters such as domestic violence, character and character defamation. You're talking about mental health and what that means for relationships these are all super important things, not just to talk about, but to normalize as a part of people's reality. Amber Heard is not the only one dealing with BPD or borderline personality disorder. Someone else is dealing with it. Someone else needs to know, oh, snap, like I need to be careful of that because my mental situation is no excuse to be hitting nobody. Somebody needs to understand what they might be looking at and they might just be calling it crazy because, you know, you know, speaking for black people real quick, we got a whole lot of people who we just calling crazy and this and this and that. And a lot of it is just undiagnosed things, to be honest with you. And we have to these conversations help because it helps us to see like, oh, wow, maybe it's a little deeper than, oh, you just crazy. Or maybe it's a little deeper than, oh, sometimes I just blow up and I get mad. Maybe. Maybe not, though. Right. Talking about someone's character. You got to be careful when you say things. Don't just jump to, oh, they be abusing me because, you know, they told me to be quiet or they told me to shut up. Maybe that wasn't nice, but you wasn't, you know, <laughs> that's not emotional abuse. You have to talk about these matters because they are important to discuss. So I would just implore you, do not throw the whole thing out. Do not dismiss it. The next thing I would say is uh, we have this saying in our culture where uh, it's become popular in the last, I guess, 10 years or so, maybe less than that. Probably we follow this maxim of believe women. And I don't have time to go into why that came about. But suffice it to say that our culture has a few system uh, systematic problems 
racism being one, sexism being another. And therefore, it was important for such a phrase to be coined, believe women. Um, and that is obviously contextualized in the conversation of domestic and sexual abuse, especially. But I want to challenge you, every Christian who's listening, disregard that for the better believe truth, Maxim, <laughs> because women can lie and men can lie. Like someone said, men lie, women lie. Like it's 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 not like a it's not a man thing. It's it's a people thing. Let's trade believe women for believe the truth. Next, and this is kind of in line with the first point, everyone has baggage, but some people are extremely unhealthy. And one of the reasons it's important to have these conversations is to make sure we're not just entering into relationships with people thinking that there's some quirk or there's some this or some there's some that. If someone's unhealthy, this is very important. It doesn't mean it doesn't matter that they don't want to ruin your life. If they've ruined their life and now they're with you, you're not going to fix them. They're probably going to ruin your life, too, because whatever they have that's so uncontrolled that it's ruined their life, it'll probably drag you down with it and with them. If they have not got a handle on it to manage their life. I think that's a huge I mean, that's a super red flag. I mean, it's red flag isn't even a word, really. That's a run signal <laughs> from on high. And we've seen a little bit of what seems to be some unhealthy stuff in this trial. Uh, I mean, I'm talking like way unhealthy and I'm not trying to be vulgar. This is just a FYI. If you got some kids listening, feel a little squeamish and you haven't heard of this, just you might want to fast forward a couple seconds. But Amber Heard is alleged to and she has not denied actually ever leaving human feces on Johnny Depp's side of the bed after an argument and I'm shuddering just saying it. Wow. Whoa. That's, that's like, that's a, that's, that's what I mean. Like that's, that's a, you're not in control at that point. Like something's wrong with you at that point. And whether it's diagnosed or not, doesn't matter. Are you managing it? Are you aware and saying that it's to yourself? Like that's unacceptable. And if you haven't gotten to that point, or if the person hasn't gotten to that point, don't don't get involved with nobody like this. Like that, I mean, nah. No. I mean, no. Let's move on to the last point. This is a very important point. And I don't mean to be super somber to close, but this is super important. We're seeing here a court case where people are, I mean, everything's coming out. We're hearing words that we should not be hearing, but we have to hear to get to the a decision on the character but it was never for our ears and it's being played and they're being judged and they're being held accountable for these words and actions and tones and postures matthew chapter 12 verse 37 says for by your words you will be justified and by your words you will be condemned brothers and sisters one day we are going to have to stand and give an account for what we said and how we said it and what we did and what our posture was. And it doesn't matter that now you've done, you're doing it in secret is casual is low key. God sees. And before we even get to the great beyond trust and believe that God is not mocked whatsoever. You sow, you shall reap. 
in colloquial terms, what goes around comes around. You will receive what you put out. So good stuff. Because you will reap it. And outside of that and over against that, you will have to stand account to it. Don't lie. Tell the truth. Fraud? No. Walk and speak and live with integrity. It's not worth it because one day it's all going to seem so, help me Jesus, <laughs> it's all going to seem so frivolous. Like, why did I even do that? Like, why? I I don't even know. Let's do right, be right, live right. And that'll do it for today's episode. As always, I appreciate you rocking with me, my brothers, my sisters. Listen, this situation is still developing. This podcast episode is going to be old news in a few minutes or a few seconds because the trial is happening now. I believe her is testifying now. Keep an eye on it or not. I would caution you not to be obsessed with this or really anything else. Live your life. Have an excellent day wherever you are. And I will see you in the next episode. Thank you.